0: He's right there. What's up, sir? How are you doing? Nothing. D was happening. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. I do. I gotta say, last week uh,
1: it was fun. It was much. Uh, it was. It was cooler to have you in the office with me here. But you know, we'll we'll survive.
0: Yeah. Well, the four-hour drive up and the 17-hour drive back from. LA. Yes,
1: <laughs> that does
0: have a little something to do with it, for sure. So I'll tell you guys, first of all, um, what, where this started from, since Man, this is somebody our is, in, Somebody wrote that there's no volume. Should we get a double check of that? Uh, all right. Do we have a mic check? Can anybody hear us? <clears throat> mic check. One, two. I hear you. You hear me. I think that means they can hear us. But if anybody wants to confirm that. So that's, says that's she the most can important us, thing. So that all right. All right. Speaking of your wife, let me tell you guys, that is the genesis of this entire thing. Um, Dominic and I have known each other 32 years. Yes. Um, Dominic literally was in his teens when, when we first met. and um, Or nine was, or ten, but that's okay. Right? <laughs> it was his wife who came up with the idea, like, look... Dominic is really good at helping people make money. And we'll get into Dominic's career and stuff like that. and Some of the things that he's done. And she's like, you're really good at helping people keep money and grow money. So that's where we came up with the idea of make more, keep more. We were gonna have Biggie's music as the introduction here with "More Money, More Problems. We haven't worked out the licensing on that, but- <laughs> We gotta figure <laughs> just, that out. And just, we don't want his people coming after us. Like, no, 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 no. Definitely no. not his people, no. So though, we don't want any of their people coming after us, frankly, but um, the goal of this podcast, just for those of you guys that um, are listening in and maybe don't know Dominic or maybe don't know me, is we are gonna talk about all things money. And the idea is, we're going to try to structure this in such a way so that every week you're taking away something to help make more money, some tip or two to help keep money or grow money, whether it's tax savings. Dominic, you're going to talk about how to be a better salesperson, a better business owner, how to get more clients, those sorts of things. I'm going to talk to you guys about places to stash that money uh, and watch it grow and how to fund your entrepreneurial ventures, and most importantly, how to pay the least amount possible to the tax ban, um, which is a huge topic. So um, Dominic, give them a two-minute version of your background, if you don't mind, of kind of how you ended up here. I'll give you guys a two-minute version of mine, and then uh, we'll dive right into the topic.
1: Awesome. Yeah, a uh, quick version of it is is my I started in sales uh, a little over 25 years ago. However, if you were to count my lemonade stand at five or six, I should say, then, uh, then, then I guess it's been a little bit longer. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, my journey was I started out actually similar to Ron. Actually, Ron was probably part of the inspiration. Not probably was part of the inspiration. He had a series seven license and I thought that was really cool. So I went into that, got my licenses at 19, did that for a number of years, moved out to San Francisco, worked at mutual fund companies, all that kind of stuff. Uh, 9-11, you know, losing some friends and things and that because of the the whole, you know, what happened on 9-11 in that industry, maybe kind of switch things up a little bit, moved back to Southern California and, and uh, work, went into banking, more traditional banking, and then uh, then made the leap to software. And have been in software for quite a while since then, and ended up having a pretty successful exit from a company we sold for about a half a billion dollars, which was which was pretty fun. And yeah, at that time, my wife, who is always full of good ideas, said, could you stop doing this for everybody else and just do it for yourself? So I did not consider myself to be an entrepreneur in any way, shape or form. And, uh, jumped off that, you know, her suggestion and my wife's Sicilian. So you know how suggestions are when you're Sicilian, <laughs> uh, and so Dude, I'm she, scared. Uh, I'm scared of her. Yeah, I'm exactly. In a her. nice way. Uh, <laughs> so she, uh. Uh, needless to say, uh, it was a great idea. That was a little over seven years ago. And now I coach, teach, train on how to to, to create sales, uh, more sales in your business, sales leadership, uh, hiring, recruiting, all that good stuff that, that goes along with building out great sales teams. So that's the that's the quick version of it
0: going yes, I mean, on and you're and you're, and you're and you're right and you're kind of business. a bad man like you've spoken at if any of you guys are familiar with traffic and conversion summit the digital marketer put on for years um you've spoken several times you were kind of their outside trainer that would come in and after they taught them how to market businesses you would go in and teach them how to close sales and build sales teams and things like that yep. so so dominic is really Really competent in the space of growing an agency, growing your own business, adding clients on, and um, I think I'll be able to add something to the conversation. Yes. And, well, oh, but but Dominic, you're clearly the expert in that. In my world, just so you guys know, I was a I grew up lower middle class. Mom never never graduated high school. Dad barely graduated high school. Drove a truck. We lived in an apartment. We, When I tell people we live West Side LA, which is where I grew up, people get this image in their head, that's not the West Side LA I lived in. (laughs) I lived on the side, that was the apartment, and for any of you guys old enough to know what a pinto was, that was our joke. We weren't no shoes poor, but we were like used pinto, you know, kind of, I mean, my parents were awesome. It was back in a time when my mom didn't have to work when I was little, but we were not financially savvy. Ironically enough, my dad took awesome care of my mom. When he passed away, he left her with a paid off house, pension, money in the bank. My mom said, but money just wasn't something that we talked about. And my mom worked for doctors. So I would see kind of the difference in their lifestyle versus our lifestyle And I've learned a lot about that, living in kind of some of those houses that they lived and now in a much more modest house. And um, we'll be sharing some of those lessons that I've learned with you guys over that. But um, money was always a subject of fascination for me, particularly once I figured out I didn't wanna go to med school. And so my background is I've been around money I went to school to be both a CPA and a certified financial planner at the same time, kind of got a little distracted by um, the college rules, so I ended up developing an expertise in that. But for years, we've helped our clients get there, be more efficient with the resources that they have and get their money right. So, and that includes paying less taxes, growing it safely, making it last, Transferring it, creating generational wealth, all those sorts of things that we'll be talking about. And I think from the outline that we put together, guys, we will have a little bit of everything. So whether you're just getting started in your journey, you're worth a deca millions, and you want to figure out how to transfer it, we're going to be going through. Dominic, one of your areas of expertise is guys that want to leave the corporate world that are getting money thrown at them, but are sick of the corporate bullshit that goes along with it and don't really (laughs) want to put up with it anymore and and by the way i feel their pain because i was out of that world at 23. um you took a little bit longer but not that much longer so i think the very first thing that you want we agreed we were going to talk about was money mindset and getting your mind right about money Mm -hmm. so i don't know man if you got something else you want to chat about today we can do that but what would you say about people getting their mind right about money and where they would start on that or just getting their 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 mind right about success
1: yeah you know I think the answer is almost the same on the, on both of those things because because quite frankly not it's not always money isn't the only scorecard of success however it's one that people can usually see and are really certainly care a lot about but um, I think that the, the realization that there is plenty to be had is one that people struggle with. Like, there is, there is money out there. Uh, we are certainly seeing it with, like, I mean, just look at the numbers they're throwing around for these guys in the Russian, Russia Ukraine situation, which is obviously a, a really sad situation. But you look at the amount of money they're talking about with these, uh, you know, oligarchs or whatever. I mean, there is plenty of money around and the amount of money that people have pl- placed around the world. And so I think part of the mindset is just to understand that there is plenty to be had and that it is not that hard to, to get your share of it, as long as you just believe that there is a share
0: for you out there and, and go after that. You know, I'll tell you some really interesting, Dominic, that brings up a great point. Years ago in the early 2000s, We, uh, my business partner Ed, and myself at the time joined a mastermind group that was thirty five thousand dollars a year to join, and we were by far. We were successful. Don't get me wrong, but we were by far the poorest people in the room, and that was exactly the room that I wanted to be in. And I lied my way into it about what our business numbers were. Um, and it it wasn't like a straight out lie. Let's call it more of a little. Creative shading, maybe a little bit of fudging in there. Like, yeah, we do those numbers. Yeah, we do those numbers. And we were close. But guys were flying in. It was 20 people in a room. You got to meet with Dan three times a year. You got a phone call with Dan Kennedy. And if any of you guys don't know Dan Kennedy, we're going to give you a list of books that I recommend you start with. And if you have not read any of Dan Kennedy's stuff and you are in any way, shape, or form entrepreneurial, you definitely want to start there because he is kind of the – the OG of marketing, direct response, measuring how you get clients and kind of pricing and all the mindset that goes around it, time management. But guys were flying into their, their those meetings on private jets. One guy, Steven Snyder, um, who does a lot of banking stuff now, like how to get funding. He was bringing his chef with him to a Hilton Garden Inn, 30 miles outside of uh, Cleveland, Ohio, because Dan was like, Screw you guys, you're coming to see me. And um, Dan lived in Ohio because he raced horses and owned like 20 something of them. And Macedonia, Ohio had the only year round racetrack where you could do sulky racing, a little, um, mm-hmm. you know, buggy wagon behind the horses. And um, these guys would go out there and race in the snow and race in the, you know, 40 below. These guys were crazy. But that's the people you want to be around. And again, it's to understand the way they think about money and that there is a ton of it. So I, you know, recommend getting a copy of the Rob Report occasionally. Mm -hmm. And not that your goal in life is to own a $250,000 watch or buy your own private jet. What, what did Kim K just buy? Didn't she just get a $200 million private jet? Yeah. But at the very least it's to realize if you grew up like a lot of us did with you know hard earned money, money's hard to come by and not being beaten into your head because our parents didn't know any better, realizing there's a lot of money out there in circulation And you just need to figure out where to insert yourself. And again, not that it will solve all your problems because it absolutely won't. And it will absolutely create more problems, but it will certainly solve some of the problems. What did Kanye say? Having money is not everything, but not having it is. And so I think that's a really good place to start, man, is get your mind right about this. Yeah, for
1: sure, and and I don't think it is about getting like it's. So one of my clients that I work with is uh, is uh, like basically does private yachting and and things like that, and it is pretty staggering what it takes to to have a yacht and to run a yacht and what it takes to own a private plane and and that type of stuff. So we're not necessarily talking about that, but by all means, if that's your goal, set set your sights, go for it. But it is to, to uh,
0: well. There's differences of private planes, right, Ron? I mean, you're a pilot. You know? um, <laughs> yeah, I technically fly a private plane. The ones yes. I fly are basically Toyota Corollas, right? <laughs> that, uh, you know, and not even nice Toyota Corollas, like 50 year old Toyota Corollas, right? <laughs> With somebody strapped a wing on top, and and I've literally one of them in the club I belong to. I mean, I've been passed by traffic on the five freeway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so hey,
1: those are definitely a more approachable private plane offer, but I think, you know, we're talking like the Gulfstream 4, you know, Gulfstream 5, Gulfstream 6, whatever, that type of, but that type of scenario. But yeah, I think, and, and somebody just posted in here, I think one of those chats I saw pop up was like, you know, easy to make, harder to keep. And that's exactly I what, saw that. that was, you know, that's really a lot of what it is to do and and bless you for it being easy for you to make. So whoever, whoever said that, that's awesome. But um, and then not everybody has that, where they're like, "Yeah, okay, I believe I should have my fair share, but how do I get it?" Well, that was that's what we're talking about. And then it's interesting. We filmed a pre-session of this last week just to kind of try things out. Uh, Ron was in in my office here, and, and we did a lot a session together. But we just recorded, and we'll get we'll get. If you guys are interested, we'll we'll get you that episode. It was actually <laughs> it pretty was darn really good. good. We need uh, we need to get that up. It was great. We're we're so humble that we thought our episode was so good. I <laughs> suppose you'll tell us if it was good or not.
0: And handsome.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the but the, the, the one of the things that we talked about towards the end is it can be frustrating. I know personally, like having great years, and your your tax guy tells you like, "Hey, good congratulations, nice work." Uh, But here's what you owe. You know, there there's a that's like a gut punch, and and one of the things that just it's funny. For as long as Ron and I have known each other, I think we bond more over. You know, great margaritas, uh we eat a lot of chips and salsa, uh chili quiles. It seems like we definitely stay in the Mexican food theme. We just go to a lot of charger games together, so we're both depressed people. Back Chargers. When they were, hold on, uh, back when
0: they are in San Diego. Back when they're in If we do go in LA, but I go a little more begrudgingly. Yes. So <laughs> I still go. Yeah.
1: We but we never really talked about like what each other did. It's so funny all these years of you know, and I, I knew what he kinda did, but and he kinda knows what I do, but that's about it. But it's interesting when we started talking, I I had some questions. I was like, dude, I don't know what's going on. Like we're having some good years. We wanna do some distributions out of the business. And for him to be able to say like, oh, well, hey, have you thought about doing it this way? Uh, no, I didn't even know that existed. And then all of a sudden it opens up a whole nother world of like, well, wait, so we could totally spend this money over here. And if it doesn't work out, it's actually offsetting everything over here. And then if it does work out, I got to just figure out a creative way to make that. Oh my goodness, like, and it just changes. So when you talk about money mindset, this idea of being able to make it and then keep it is, and, and how to leverage that money into something that's even greater is, is to me, what gets really, really exciting. And, and the whole point of why we're doing this, you know, Instagram Live is to share that with you guys to have that same level of excitement and, and realizing also for everybody, not everybody on here, is crushing sales like the the guy earlier who was like easy to make, right? Um, you know, we want to help with those situations too. But hey, if you're not crushing sales right now, you may not think you have a tax problem. But the cool thing is, we can make a couple of quick adjustments. Suddenly, you are because it doesn't take much. It only takes a couple of deals to go your way, and then you do have a tax problem. So then, then it is. It's nice to know this stuff and to be able to know that you're keeping for every. You know, dollar that you make, you're keeping the bulk of it. That's pretty darn nice. Versus, I uh, made a dollar today, but ten cents is ultimately mine. One of the right. <laughs> what, yeah, and one of the last things I'll say is, I a couple of years ago, I had one of my coaching clients. I run a coaching group and 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 some stuff. And one of the people said, she's like, "Oh man, I just want to tell you, like, I had my best month ever," and I was like, "Congratulations!" And she's like, "Here's here's the weird thing, like." The only person who didn't get paid was me. And I've seen that. I've seen that movie. Right. It's before. weird because that literally still gives me, I mean, I got chills. Like it still bothers me. Like we, we obviously fixed her situation. She's doing much better. She actually talked to you. Uh, got some of that straightened out, but that's pretty common for people to have that situation. And that to me is what this is about is fixing that. Let's let's, I have you, have the best month ever every month and get paid really, really well. And then at the end of the year, not owe a bill. The, um,
0: absolutely. What I would say is let's bring it back to attracting wealth. There's a great book, one of Dan Kennedy's books. I'd I'd urge all of you guys to, to go buy this book, but it's called No BS. That's kind of his theme is the No BS series, but No BS Wealth Attraction is a fantastic book. Um, and Dom, I don't know if you've read it or read it recently, but even if you haven't, I really recommend it because it's all about getting your mind right, even back to the person you were just talking about, who I, I know who we're talking about here. But um, it was a lot of our conversation really, and this sounds lame, but it wasn't about the mechanics it was about you got to get in your head that if you're showing up, you need to get paid, right? You need to get paid, not everybody else you. And again, Dan, Dan made a really interesting point in that book that I'll never forget is like, what did you hear at the top of the steps? Like, you know, in the traditional, like as a little kid, you snuck out of bed and you sat at the top of the steps and you heard your parents, you know, talking about money, what got burned into your brain? That is not serving you because yep. the economy is completely different now. When our parents went to work, there was no Amazon online businesses, nothing got sold online. People didn't get paid as consultants, they went to work for one company, they stayed there their entire lives, they got a pension. Look, Dominic's getting all fired up, and now he's standing right. I am sketchy, <laughs> right? I am. He's like, Well, I'm standing, I'm standing, hell yeah. Um, but. We got to get some of that out of your brain first. And that's why we wanted to make this the very first conversation that we had. And I would would give you a couple things that I recommend. Um, And Dominic, feel free to jump in. The very first thing I would tell you is if you're struggling with any of this, the very first thing to do is dump the news. Literally dump the news. We had so many stressed out clients calling our office Monday and Tuesday of this week, like way disproportionate, where they were just kind of frantic, you know, just like, ah, you know, ah, well, they watched the news about a war and a pandemic all weekend. And look, we're not saying that that isn't important. And, And it's not that, you know, my heart doesn't go out to what's going on over there. But what it is, is I, I, as of this moment, there's nothing that I can do about it. So we got to focus on you and we got to get kind of clear some of that noise out, and let's replace that with something that does kind of, I don't even know that motivates the word, but that just gets in your head and get, gets you focusing on you uh, in a good way. In a good way. So I recommend No BS Wealth Attraction. I love Andy Priscilla's, um podcast. Obviously, you want to listen to ours, but we only yes. have one. <laughs> and, and we don't really know where it is right now. It's somewhere we'll get it to you and it'll be great. Um, and um, I think that starts there. By the way, I'll give you guys. Here's another thing. You guys can throw this in the chat. But how many of you guys actually do have written goals about what mm. you're trying to accomplish that you focus on daily. And you know what this is a big one because if you go right back I actually keep this on my there's two books I keep on my desk. Um actually I have a bunch of tax books over here in the corner but they kind of lay them out where clients can see them. Um that's probably coming in backwards I don't know. Think and Grow Rich is um the original napoleon hill like the original self-help book and the story behind this is actually really interesting because he went he had a meeting he was a young journalist he had a meeting with andrew carnegie one of them uh, it'd be like the equivalent of having a meeting with elon musk today and andrew carnegie challenged him to spend years interviewing the most successful people of the time so Rockefeller and Thomas Edison and people that were leaders in their field and to try to call down what they had in common that led to their success so literally the book although it's you know almost 100 years old and written in that style and people have come in and cleaned it up since then um you know so there's some stuff we wouldn't get away with saying today but yeah he went through and laid out kind of like the 13 principles that everybody had in common among that group and the one of the very first ones was getting very clear on what they wanted and then focusing on it for a few minutes every, and a few minutes every night and just kind of burning it in your head by the way this was a great book also well it's backwards so i picked it up at like an urban outfitters Um, When my wife was shopping there one day, it always (laughs) seems impossible until it's done. So she shops. I go to the book section. And here's your thought for the day. No one asks you to be happy. Get to work. Colette, a writer. I have no idea who she is, but that's a great thought. Um, One other book that I'll share, and then, Dominic, I'll let you weigh in on this, is Wait, come back, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I'm Uh, here. I was looking for a a book. I looked away for two seconds. Where
1: are you? I didn't keep my books on the table, so I was going to share a couple, them. Uh, they're all in my bookshelf. So
0: so anyway, we'll get to that. But um, another one is um, The Pledge by Michael Masterson. Mm. And if you guys don't know, that's not his real name. His real name is um, Mark Morgan Ford. He's the guy, if anybody's ever read Early to Rise, he was the original publisher of that. And then he was the publisher of um, currently, I think the Palm Beach newsletter, or Palm Beach letter, or whatever it is, guys done very well with newsletters and promotions and things spinning off of those newsletters. And um, your wife just wrote on that. You keep disappearing. I know. Isn't it her job to chain you to that desk and keep yeah, you there? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, um, but his book kind of really focuses on four areas. Just think of it as a modern day rewrite of Think and Grow Rich. So if you prefer the more modern language, that's a great book to get. And um, Law of Success, Flexing Fatherhood is fantastic. Um, Love that one, but I think you guys would really dig The the Pledge. So if you wanna go look for one, I don't even know if it's in print, so you guys can find each other uh, over in the used Amazon section but one of my favorites. You got any that you really enjoy?
1: Yeah, there's a book I was gonna grab, it, but then I realized it's actually sitting by my bed. I watch it, I read it off and on that much, like that it's over there, but I'll, I'll have it for, for everybody else. But it's, um, I think the guy who wrote his name is Ben Schwartz. I'm always really bad at remembering people's names, but it's the hard thing about hard things. So it's one of my All favorite right. book. Uh, Easy read guy was a big time guy in the software industry. I can't remember all the companies he, he launched, but like you when he, when he shares that at the beginning you're like, oh, okay. And uh, it really is it, one of my favorite chapters from that book is there's no lead uh, there's no silver bullets. They're all lead. Like it, there's no there's no way to get through stuff on an easy basis. You you got to put in the work. You got to you got to do the time. So th- that's one of my favorites. And then interestingly, the only one sitting on my desk is is your one of your favorites. winning through it. <laughs> so that's the one that's actually sitting on my my desk right now. It's how, the only one that's sitting here right now. But tell me
0: the truth, how far in the are you?
1: I'm about a quarter of the way into it. Just been kind of cra- crapping book, away at right? it. It is. It's really good. It, there's it was such a I actually put it in my Instagram story the other day of like one quote from it. that I was like this. This is exactly why I don't usually do the whole this, but, you know, a GIF on there. But I did that time because it was just such a great point about it. But uh, about like, you know, most most groups, people not telling you like it is being being honest. And, and, you know, they tend to fluff it up and and, you know, which is not helpful for anybody. I want to talk about a little bit about mindset, though one, one just takeaway for mindset for people to think about, and this has to do with, with the getting more side of things, I suppose, making more money, is one big piece that I think about is if you don't get your head right around money and your mindset around money and understanding that there is plenty of money to be had, the problem is your view on money will impact your ability to ask for money. So here's what I mean by that: not not ask for a loan, like ask for money, ask for the clothes. So I, one of the companies I work with, luxury brand, they sell a product that can go for about a million dollars a week on up. And the people who sell that product probably uh, Boris, it was uh, the hard thing about winning hard things
0: and then winning and through winning through intimidation. intimidation. Robert yeah. Ringer, it's yeah. a fantastic book. I'll talk more about it in a minute. Yeah, carry on, Dominic. So so they sell this million dollar a
1: week product and most of the people that sell it, you know, make 70 to a hundred thousand dollars a year. And so their comment on a regular basis is, well, I mean, it's just so expensive, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's expensive to you. And I, I use the expression of like, I mean, Ron and I are both, uh, uh, you know, didn't, well, at least I didn't do the whole college thing. Right. Uh, the, the, uh, but What's interesting to me is like when you were younger, if you had five bucks in your pocket, you felt rich. If you're in your 40s and you have five bucks in your pocket, you're concerned. Like your perspective <laughs> is, is everything, right? Like your, right. your perspective on things is everything. If you have ten dollars in your account, you were like at 21, you were like, "All right, just enough to get into the club." At right. your <laughs> in your 40s, you're like, "Wow, we have a problem," right? So. Your perspective is everything when it comes to money. And so for you, if you're making 100000 a year, $150,000 a year, $200,000 a year, you're doing all right, right? You're, you're making good money. There's there's nothing to be ashamed about that. But you will struggle at times if your head's not right to ask somebody to say yes to a $250,000 contract or a $500,000 contract or a million dollar contract. My, my biggest single sale was $128 million. I can't afford what they were buying. That was to an individual, by the way. That was not a corporate sale. Oh yeah. my um, God! so you play in a, a whole
0: other world than I do, Dominic. You
1: <laughs> you are. You're in a whole different world. And and that's not something like I can't write that check. I mean, I theoretically could write the actual check, but you know, it wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's not gonna clear. <laughs> so you gotta fix your mindset. Understand that a million dollars for some people is absolutely nothing. Like it's, it's not a big deal. In fact, I did a presentation for that group one time trying to do some sales training for them where I actually ran the numbers. You may have even weighed in on this. It was a couple of years ago, but I came back and showed them how that the person while they were gone for the week has likely earned all that million dollars back in other investments. So they didn't even, if the net effect of the million dollar week was nothing. And, and there are so many people that, that, that do that. And so, You know, to be it's again, it's it's getting that head right around it and understanding your if your money mindset is wrong, you are gonna you you're always struggle to ask for the business when it comes to bigger dollar things. So I'll put this to you, and this was not in response to the person who said sales was easy earlier, which you know bless you, that's awesome. I will say, however, though, if sales is coming, they're coming in really quickly. Then I would look at what your situation looks like. Like if you're closing a lot of deals, look at your situation. Are you making enough money? If you're not, then the sales being easy to close isn't really doing you any any help. And my guess is the disconnect is your pricing. You're closing it because it's cheap. You're not closing it because it's something that's really profitable for you. So that's just one example of how, and again, that was not to the person who wrote that earlier. I'm not saying that that's your situation, but just you know, take an example, take a, take a look at that uh, and, and evaluate your scenario.
0: Um, Back to Boris for a second, who was asking the question, Dominic, about the book, Winning Through Intimidation. The reason I love that book so much is it's a guy named Robert Ringer. He was a residential real estate sales guy, and he got his mind right. And what he said was, right, I can sell these houses one at a time and earn a nice living or. I can jump into the commercial world and start selling 50 and a and 500 units at a time and make all that money overnight. Why am I not doing that? And he came up with a really interesting theory that I want you guys to think about. We are taught. And again, this goes back to getting your mind, right? We are taught about the ladder of success, right? You start as the mailroom, then you work your way up to assistant, to the assistant, to the assistant, And then you're the assistant to the assistant. And eventually, if you work hard and play nice with the other children and, you know, don't sexually harass anybody or get drunk at the company party, you will climb to the top of the ladder and one day you will be successful. And what he came up with is called the leapfrog theory, which is and and what's great about Winning Through Intimidation, Boris and everybody else is. He has all these great names for all of his theories, the ice ball theory and the boy-girl theory and the lawyer-man theory. And and so it's kind of a, it, it reads like a novel, even though it's it's one year this guy's life. And what he um, was talking about there was in the leapfrog theory is, hey, there is no ladder to success. That's some made-up nonsense that they made. You can leapfrog over that ladder now i'm yeah. going to preface that with two things one you got to be good at what you do so there needs 100%. to be talent and skill so that you are not scanning people but once that's done again particularly in an age you know like i remember listening to gary v 12 years ago i heard him in 2010 when not a lot of people really knew who he was right. and um one thing that he said stuck in my head is that this is the greatest time you know because of the power of social media and the power of the internet and things like that we can do things that my shipbuilding ancestors from scotland 200 years ago could not do and so you really can leapfrog your way up to being successful by marketing sales And then of course keeping what you make and that's what we really again the whole purpose of this and this is the introductory one where we're kind of just letting you guys get the lay of the land but we promise you we got a lot of good information coming for you guys dominic i want to tell you one story about a buddy of mine he died two years ago this month he was the first maybe it was april he was the first covid funeral like zoom funeral that i ever attended which is still kind of a weird thing but you yeah. know what are you going to do um and he was an interesting guy because i trained him in business he lived in florida in a very well in a boca raton very wealthy part of florida and he was probably the most interesting case study of getting your mind right because when his mind was right And what I mean by that is, when he was focused on his clients, his goals, what he wanted to achieve in his life, his business ran and he made so much money, it wasn't even funny. Um, His clients loved him, thought he was a great guy. And then he would let these toxic people into his life that would completely derail him. And you could literally see his production numbers And his business numbers absolutely crash. And he would lose everything that he had saved, you know, the last two years, which sometimes would be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It would completely crash and burn. And then he'd be struggling to get even a single client. And I I remember he, he hooked up with someone who I thought was toxic for him. He liked her. But I mean, like everything that could go wrong, she got a real bad disease and she whined and nagged him and all this stuff. And as he was going through all of that, the number one advice that I had for him was turn off the news. Yeah. Even if you're not going to dump her, uh, you know, which I kind of think you should. But, you know, maybe she, I'm sure she's a lovely person. I never met her, by the way. I only And I only heard his version of her. So, you know what? could have been filtered but what i I, those were the phrases i kept telling them like dude we can get this business back on track in about five or six weeks because you know the mechanics of the business the problem is you're dragging all this personal baggage into every client meeting and everything and even if you're not talking about it you've got this hang dog energy you know uh, where you're just moping into each meeting and like, hey, I can do this for you guys. It's like, no, 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 no. We got to get that crap out of your brain. Right. And we got to get you reading 10 minutes a day and writing out these goals. And I told him, like, dude, I will literally fly out there and help you do this. But you have to do three or four things first that it, probably, Dominic, take him three hours on a weekend. Do you think he ever did those things? No. He didn't. So I'm like, dude, I'm not, I like, we're not going to talk about it. And the one thing I absolutely loved about Dr. Phil, which I'm not a Dr. Phil fan. Okay. So we just got to clear that, clear (laughs) that. But there was one funny thing I heard him interviewed that I thought was hilarious was some lady, some nitwit journalist, you know, Dr. Phil's worth gajillions of dollars, right? Some nitwit journalist is like, well, I heard. That when you were in private practice, you weren't very compassionate with your patients. What do you have to say about that? He's like, I wasn't. And he goes, man, he goes, they came to me. They tell me the problem. I tell them how to fix it. Well, they didn't want to come back the next week. They ain't done nothing. They just won't tell me the problem again. And he goes, I got sick of it. And so it kind of, number one, shut that journalist up. And number two, what I would say is if that's you, if you recognize yourself in that anywhere, number one, get reading any one of the books that we mentioned. Yeah. Number two, turn the news off or at the very least, minimize it in your day. Um, And so it's not impacting your mind and messing your mind up. And number three is really if you have not sat down, this is Friday, um, take an hour or two or three this weekend and really figure out what you want. If you need some guidance on how to do it, the pledge is a fantastic resource as is Think and Grow Rich. You don't even have to read the whole thing. You get a couple chapters in and he'll teach you the main parts of it. Everything else is just supporting. That's my two cents for today. What about you, Dee? No,
1: I, well, first shout out to the handle of your local crack babies. That's one. Uh, but then he was in, he was uh, enjoying your impression <laughs> of Doctor Phil, and actually, I think I'm not sure if I enjoyed more of the impression of Doctor Phil or of the actual uh, the the lady the, the reporter. I'm not sure which one got me more, but, but they
0: were both great. <laughs> hey, uh, there's more. There's more where that came from. I, I was in, make, I was an only child, man. Somebody had to entertain my ass. And it was me.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. uh, And and my sister's a lot older and doesn't have that sense of humor. Uh, I love Mm -hmm. her, but, you know, you know her, too. Uh, She she really does say (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm with you. No, I think, you know, it's interesting because we, I think in in general, we know as human beings uh, that, like, if you got bad people in your life, negative influences around you, it will negatively impact your performance. Like, we know that. We forget that it doesn't just have to be that person that's standing next to us or texting us. That same influence comes in through the news, through social media, through all that type of stuff. And so for me, like it's interesting because you know, because of what you're doing on Instagram, I'm getting back on Instagram with my my profile and stuff and finally kind of recontributing to it. But part of the reason I went dark for the last two years is because I was just sick of the noise. And it's interesting because I shut off notifications. I got off social media, like LinkedIn. I'm I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, typically getting more active on, on uh, Instagram now. But, but the interesting thing is like, and it's not just the political stuff. It's just everything and everybody having an opinion and every, and it just distracts you. And it's pretty quick that you will, it's it, like. Interestingly enough, if you get around somebody who's kind of annoying person to person, you'll find a way to exit out of that situation. Typically like, oh man, I gotta, forgot I had this appointment. I gotta get out of here. Social media has the ability to suck you in. You'll spend an hour on it. And then all of a sudden you're buried in that. And I think the same thing with having ESPN going in the background. Like we're hanging a TV here. Uh, this is my new office. So I haven't put the TV up yet, but the TV's gonna go up here. But like the last thing I'm gonna do is turn on ESPN or not not ESPN, CNN, Fox, I don't care what your leading channel is, doesn't matter. Because that type of negative energy, regardless, is just something that's that's a big impact. So I think, again, going back to what we're talking about mindset, that may not feel like that's helping you grow. But I'll tell you, our business grew a lot last year when I shut off all the notifications. I actually shut them off late 2020. And it was just like, you know, like just upward trajectory. And I felt so much better. And I think also those times, if you guys saw like some stories yesterday, I've been trying to get back, getting into shape, Ron's motivating me to do that, you know, like, getting in there, getting out and going for a walk. And yesterday I was like, I'm gonna just take a minute and breathe. And if you saw, many of you follow me, don't you know, not as many of you follow me as you do follow Ron, which is all good. Uh, but I would say like, I posted a picture yesterday of like this stream and I was like, just turn your sound on and breathe for a minute. It was amazing what I got done after that. I literally looked at my watch, I, cause I put it to the, you know, I had my Apple watch on and I put it on the, whatever that mindfulness setting or whatever it was. I was only sitting there <laughs> for five minutes. I felt like I'd slept for an hour. Yeah. So it's that feeling of like really getting those opportunities to reset and do the things that you need to do really does help your mindset. And it's just, you know, like if you haven't done that or you think, as I did for so many years, like, no, man, I'm going to put my head down and make a ton of money. That to me is why you're probably not making the money. is because you put your head down to try to make the money. Every once in a while, you got to. You got to just, you got to take a step back. You got to turn off the social media notifications. You got to find another outlet that isn't Facebook or Instagram. Obviously Instagram every morning or every Friday morning. You can <laughs> to watch right? the show. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like, so that really, really helps. So I think that has a, as a big piece of the, the mindset. I mean, you said a lot of stuff and those It was really, I can echo a lot of those have similar stories to those pieces, but I, mean, I think that's really what it comes down to is if you get your head right, your mindset, right around your life in general, and your ability to one know that you deserve it, and then we can get in some other time talking about like your sphere of genius, like what is your genius? Getting into that, so then you don't have to work anymore. Like I don't really feel like I work every day because I'm in my sphere of genius. Like I do this. This is what I do. That's why I don't talk to you about taxes. That's wrong. <laughs> like, that's his sphere of genius. That's what he's into. And I think when I was younger um i'm uh how old am i i'm 44 i think about that for a second i'm 44 this year uh or just turned 44 and like i in my 30s i was trying to answer tax questions and wealth management questions because i had a little background in that and i would also try to do this and i tried you just exhausted now i do one thing (laughs) and that's you know and it really and then i have one product i mean it's funny i tell the story to my members like Six years ago, I took a step back. We were struggling actually a little bit. It was our second no, it was our third year of business. So I was about five years ago. I guess our third year of business. I had some health issues, but we were we were struggling a little bit. And I looked, took a step back. We had forty three products. Like, what was I trying to accomplish?
0: I have hey, one product now.
1: Yeah, I have one product now. Two iterations of one product. I coach either individually or coach in a group, and that's it. I coach. That's all I do, and and that's those like to get in that mo- but that took a mindset shift no i gotta do everybody because if i want to charge a lot of money i better do a lot of stuff and one of the concepts we could talk about this on another show too is one of the concepts i teach people is don't do more just be more for your clients and there's a Whoa. subtle difference there got some
0: matrix level stuff right there yeah right, right? like don't just do some dodging them, bullets more or for put them. your hand up and <laughs> you know what? we got to charge methods.
1: retainers for 25 grand a month. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're be more for them, rather than just do more or, or 40,000 or $50,000 a month, people will pay it because that's when they're starting to go. Man, this is awesome! Like, the, you're you are you are an integral part of my
0: business. It's not you're just doing a bunch of stuff. Anyway, I cut you off on the Matrix thing. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no. I was just season. gonna say I, I kind of hated the last Matrix, so I, I don't think we can use any of those references anymore. <laughs> oh. well, I mean, I kind of told me it. not to see it, so I didn't an see China, it. Uh, you know, you probably should go see it. So, if they screw up the new Top Gun movie that that's coming out, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna be mad. Like now I'm going to, I might set stuff on fire. Um, I would say just as a point on your stuff, Dominic, as we begin to wrap this up, just because I I have another client coming in a little bit. But um, I would, I think the notif, turning off the notifications and You know, there's an interesting copywriter, Eugene Schwartz. I have Matt, who I share office space with here. Matt gave me a um, copy of the book, Scientific Advertising, that he wrote. It's like 300 300 books on um, Amazon or eBay because it's out of print. One guy made a few copies of it, you know, legally, but... um, he was famous for setting his timer for thirty three minutes why thirty three minutes? I don't know man he's dead. nobody can ask him if anybody ever finds out why I would love to know that but he would shut off all notifications he would you know and again this was he worked in a in a um non digital age so it was like he put a sign on his door with skull and the crossbones like you know abandon hope all ye who enter or whatever but um really like. I don't think I ever take my phone off silent unless I'm waiting for someone to call me. I certainly don't get email notifications because that thing would be pinging every 30 seconds. And um, I think we'll dive a lot more. There'll be a little more structure, I think, to the next time we do this. Yeah. But really understand that self-sabotage is very real. And if your mind isn't right, and you believe it's kind of that old sales training thing, Dominic, and I know you are a sales trainer, where they're like guys who make eighty thousand a year, one hundred and twenty thousand a year in sales, and so they're used to making what's called ten thousand dollars a month. If they close enough to make ten thousand dollars in stuff. the first five days of the month, they're like, "Yeah, they'll have no production for the rest of the month because that's their their thermostat is set right there." and so again this podcast is the make more keep more podcast so the number one step to making more starts with your brain as does keeping more because then it gets into your habits and kind of reverse budgeting and minimizing taxes and all sorts of things that we'll get into and other things but um because i, was, gonna say I was,
1: was principle just real quick that principle that you just talked about that that sales people will typically only make essentially what they need to make there's been studies like tons of studies around it i don't i haven't seen an official study for entrepreneurs but i've seen the exact same affliction that they yep. make just enough
0: just right in their mind
1: yep. yep and you look at with the average i i'll try to pull it up for our next episode if, it's, if anybody's interested in it um which also means we want to ask you guys what you're interested in hearing, but. But the, I think what I pulled as a study a couple of years ago, and I want to say it was $63,000 a year is the average entrepreneur's income. I mean, I'll that's just so-
0: shocking. I'll tell you <laughs> something crazy. Years ago, about 10 years ago, we were looking at the average franchisee's numbers, and the average franchisee of any franchise across the board nets about $50,000. Like yeah. true income, not right off, you know, not stuff that they. Like just what they actually really make, including, you know, stuff that they legitimately bury in their business and don't pay taxes on. So, um, yeah, I think you guys will enjoy this. My homework to you guys would be really turn off the noise, get the news out of your life, shut off those notifications, find a good book, go to Amazon right now or your local bookstore to your local bookstore and grab one of those books that we mentioned and start reading by the way i just got to say one last thing for on my end of things if you guys were wondering why i've been drinking water like every two seconds i am doing the 75 hard challenge and literally the hardest part of the whole thing is getting a gallon of water in and i drink a freak ton of water anyways but i wasn't getting so i'm just like man i'm like Three things behind. I better catch up, or I'm going to be in trouble yeah. later tonight and up nine thousand times in the middle of the night. Dom, what, what are your closing words for everybody?
1: Well, same echo. It we'll we'll try to post. Maybe you and I can both post the pictures of the uh, if you follow us. Uh, just well, you obviously already follow around, follow me too. If you if you care, if it's interesting, uh, we'll post some pictures of those books just so you, if you guys didn't get them. Here's a couple good books. I'll give you one piece of homework too, though. Is drop us a line. You know, put us a That's, I'm so old. Uh, Send us a message (laughs) if if there's specific content that you want to see either on the sales side or on the investing and tax side of things. I have a little experience on that side as well. So I think we both have a little, uh, some things to add to that. So if you have anything about closing business, more, more wealth, all that kind of stuff, let us know. And if there's any interesting topics that we can't cover, we'll bring people on. We have a pretty cool network. We, we know some pretty smart people. So that uh, we do. And we will
0: have guests. We're going to get into DeFi. We're going to get into watches, buying and selling watches, yep. flipping stuff. We're going to get into all kinds of cool stuff. By the way, your local crack baby, if I accidentally blocked you, I'm really sorry. I was trying to like his comment and uh green mountain real estate absolutely thank you so you take a salt potassium supplement i have um actually no i didn't today so thank you for the reminder i'll grab that guys we'll do it again next friday at yeah uh, sure friday at 8 a.m we'll keep it around an hour and uh dominic that was a lot of fun man and i'll post on my stories later today some pictures of the books that we talked about yeah same same all right man Take care of you guys. We'll do it again next Friday. See y'all. Very cool. See ya. Bye, Dom. Bye.